I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. For the past two years, we've reported on the war in Syria, and many times in that period, we've turned to the BBC's Lena Sinjab to find out what was happening there. Lena is from Damascus, Syria's capital, and the city where she grew up. As a Syrian BBC correspondent, Lena's had a unique perspective among the small group of international reporters there. She began her coverage of the uprising in March 2011, in its early days. But now the violence has gotten so close, things have gotten so bad for residents of the city, that Lena has chosen to leave. Recently, she produced a documentary that collects her personal observations of her life as a reporter in Syria through the bloodshed. It's called Damascus Diary. Here's part of it. Damascus was a very lively and vibrant city. It used to be cramped with tourists, people shopping, people going to enjoy their lives. And it was easy to walk around and I would walk from my home everywhere. But nowadays it's completely different. The black smoke coming out of the eastern suburb was so heavy that it covered the whole sky. But it's funny that one child was talking to his father in the street and pointing to the black smoke and saying... Daddy, what is this fire? What's happening? And the father didn't want to explain what's happening. He basically said, it's the chimney. It's a fireplace. But in fact, many children at the same time, they now know what's the difference between gunfire, mortar, multiple rockets. We just arrived in Duma. It took us a long way to get here. The first men we saw, they were controlling the road, checking on cars, coming in and out, people cheerfully saluting them. And they seem to be relaxed and they just want to get rid of President Bashar al-Assad. We're just walking near a area where a barrel of TNT was thrown yesterday. You can see loads of destruction and it's just a civilian area that has been targeted Cars burnt out, building completely shattered and destroyed, windows broken. I was completely shocked by the scene of Duma. There was no way of recognizing it from how it used to be before. We were also taken to a field hospital where they treat the wounded. These are makeshift hospitals that are completely secret, hidden away from the regime forces. It was the most dangerous thing uh, for the regime to discover somebody helping or rescuing an injured person. And I met this 14-year-old boy there, and I've realized that his life has completely changed as well. I am 14 years old. And I am meant to be in school right now, but I can't go anymore because my school has been completely destroyed. I work as a nurse. I've seen people get hurt, and I wanted to make them feel better. But I can only give some basic treatments. Not long ago, I saw a 60-year-old man with his eye hanging out of its socket. I saw another guy horribly burnt. I'm feeling mentally stressed out about it. I should be speaking English to you by now, you know. I was studying English when all this started two years ago. But inshallah, we will start afresh. This revolution will not stop. For me personally, I have learned a lot. Despite all the pain, now we will only live free. We're going under the bridge now to get into Hamidiyeh. 
the covered market, where we've been told there's an event that we should witness. We've started to see some signs that something is about to happen. Five girls undressing their black abaya, dressed in wedding dresses, white wedding dresses, standing in the middle of the soup, calling for a civil state in Syria and then end for the violence. They're holding red banners, calling for the violence to stop five of them. They're not talking, they're standing, people are looking at them watching their banners, passers-by have stopped to watch them. I can see a policeman running towards his base, probably calling for support. I quickly moved away from them, Tuka. My heart is pounding. It's scary to imagine what will happen. I have been detained a few times myself and though having spent only one day maximum was released just after midnight but was disturbing enough that I keep thinking every single night they're coming to pick me up. Getting back home maybe is the most thing that I enjoy these days. There is some normality to it. To come back to your own corner, to your own zone. Sit on the couch that you like to sit on. Which hundreds of thousands of others in the same country, or probably in a neighborhood next door, they don't enjoy anymore. Their houses have been destroyed. Selling resumed this evening. I feel my house is shaking. I'm just watching a YouTube video. The mother is saying goodbye to her son who is in his coffin. She's in tears. And the men are singing for their mothers not to cry them when they die. Because this is their duty. I suddenly realized... I have stopped crying. I stopped feeling. Or maybe I became numb. I want to cry over every killed person. I want to regain my humanity, my soul. I want to regain my heartbeats. I don't want to befriend death. I want life. <laughs> Not a single day passes without a social gathering with friends. Another bizarre day makes the war. Spent it at a friend's house in the old city on the rooftop, watching the snipers around. But the funny thing is that we were sitting on the rooftop looking at the snipers, drinking wine and doing a barbecue and laughing. We were making jokes of the war. It's bizarre how the war makes you appreciate life more, appreciate every minute, appreciate every person in your life. 
you get closer to people, you tell more personal stories, probably that's what keeps us going. The only way is stand up and move on. I just said goodbye to the last friend. Everyone is saying goodbye, not knowing if we will ever meet again. The situation in Damascus is getting worse by the day. It's raining mortars in the last few days, targeting many civilian areas. Everyone here knows that when they leave home, or even if they are inside home, they can't guarantee how long they can stay alive. I'm heading now to the border. It feels so hard to leave Damascus at this time. A city that I grew up in, lived all my life, my family, my friends, my home, my memories, everything is here. We're getting closer and closer to the border and getting more nervous. It's exactly a year when last time I tried to leave the country and I was detained at the border. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. I'm now officially outside Syria. I'm not sure if I should be happy to be out or I should be worried about what will happen to my city and what will happen to my family and to my friends, those who remain in Syria. Every minute and every memory will stay in my mind and my heart. And I'm not sure if and when I'll be back. Heartbreak and uncertainty, ending that report by the BBC's Lena Sinjab. You can hear Lena's whole documentary, Damascus Diary, at theworld.org.